Welcome to the Service Department News Podcast. Today, I'm talking to Paul Casiris of PDC Advisors. Paul, welcome. Can you, before we kick off to uh, and talk about industry issues, can you tell us a bit about your company? Hi, George. Uh, pleasure to, to be here speaking with you. Uh, PDC Advisors is, is a company I set up in early 2019 with the primary purpose to serve the hospitality sector from a, from a capital raising perspective. And the idea from the beginning was really to work with independent hotel companies to help them raise institutional quality capital to help expand their, their, their business and, and, and their concepts. Our, our belief was really that we thought the independent hotel companies were great at, at branding, at, at, at operating, at, at design, but perhaps were lacking a bit in their knowledge of, of capital markets and, and access to capital that could potentially be available to, to them. So the idea was to really support those companies and help them expand what they're doing in, in, in an area that we think is very interesting. Uh, I, I would say taking a, a step back is that the underlying belief at PDC uh, is that really the way we live and, and work and play today is, is very different than what it was maybe five years ago or certainly 10 years ago, and that that will continue to change, and that the, that the accommodation sector is really at the center of, of this change. And it's really not just about hotels or lifestyle hotels or, or, or things like that. It's more about accommodation and how we live today versus how we've lived in, in years past. So we're really here to support those those companies that are part of this more fundamental change that we're that we're continuing to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if we talk about specific uh, accommodation sectors, what do you think has made the service department model more resilient to the to the pandemic crisis than than others? And how do you see that particular sector uh, evolving? Well, George, I, I think it's 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 really it's 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 about everything that we've all been talking about for the past uh, few months about the service department sector being more private, more low touch, uh, more limited service if that's what the, the customer wants, uh, limited interactions with with staff and, and and those type of things. And I think these have all shined a light on the service department sector. And will continue to spur the growth in in that sector even more so than what it was uh, b- before. Um, but but I think taking a step back, I think there's a bigger theme that that's going on here, and I think it's one that we'll continue to to see and that we'll continue to see uh, evolve. And that's the concept not just of a of a service department, but of service living. So I think up until now, we we've all gotten in the years past, we've all gotten very caught up with with, with labels, labeling different types of, of hospitality concepts, whether it be service departments or, or hostels or, or co-living and business travelers or leisure travelers. And I think there's a bigger theme going on here, really just about service living and service accommodation in, in all its forms, no matter what you want to, what you want to call it. You know, as we all know, we're 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 all getting more more mobile. We're we're we're, we're traveling more. We're, we're living here. We're we're living there. And despite the what might be happening right now uh, in in the world, that those trends will 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 continue to 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 evolve and continue to grow. So I think you have a situation where someone might be moving to a city for a period of of a week or a month or a year or two years or five years and may decide that the best way for them to live in that city is in a service living type of an arrangement whereby they sign a contract with a hospitality company for their apartment and with that part with that apartment comes a bunch of services like cleaning and maybe cooking and laundry and and, and these type of things 
without you having to do that yourself. So it's about a lifestyle in a way we want to live in, in a world that's continuing to, to become more and more mobile and more and more transient in, in many ways. So I think service departments is, is a term that we use today. I think it's a bit old fashioned. And I think that really just evolves into a service living uh, concept in, in all its different forms. And it could be a service department or it could be a hotel or it could be a, a co-working or a co-living space, but it's really just about accommodation and the services around that accommodation, which, which is where we see uh, the, the growth continuing in, in, in the years to come. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the nuts and bolts of how that might operate, um, we've seen companies with very heavy lease commitments really feeling the pain over the last few months um you know and and the, the landlords um have had to be flexible to keep some of these companies going do you, do you think uh, one of the things that might result from the pandemic will be a move towards management agreements rather than leases i would say yes um but i but i do think that the lease model is not going anywhere and that model will be continue to be to be used for for certain business concepts and certainly in certain jurisdictions uh that will be the preferred model for 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 real estate owners uh but but i but i do think that more fundamentally we will see continued growth in the management agreement uh, approach to operations of, of real estate. And, and, and I really think that that's tied into the fact that you've got real estate owners now that are going to need to get closer and closer to the operations and the business that's happening in their real estate. And that's, that business and that operation is going to be the driver of the value of that real estate. So I think you're going to be, and I think the coronavirus and what we've gone through for the past few months has, has proved this, is that the owners are going to want to have a stake in the operations of their business. And I think the best way to do that really is under a management agreement type of, a, of an arrangement whereby the owner might hire a company to operate that building, but they've got a stake in that. They're going to share in the upside or the downside, depending upon the situation. And it's it's part of a bigger trend of, of, a, of, a, of a joining of the physical real estate to the operations of, of that real estate. So I think that trend continues, but that said, I think there's certain models like the leasing model will continue. I think it'll get tougher for tenants to sign leases with landlords. There'll be a lot more due diligence that's done on those tenants, but that certainly will continue. And there might be other models like owner operators or, or other types of, of arrangements that work in, in other cases. But I do see the, the drive really to be more of the, the management agreement approach to, to, to the business going forward and, and the tying of the operations with the physical real estate. Mm -hmm. It's been expected for a while that there's going to be an increase in M&A activity in the service department sector. I mean, the, the, there haven't been a huge number of big deals in the last few years. Um, Brookfield's ac uh, acquisition of Seiko be being an exception. Yeah. Do you think the pandemic could be the stimulus for for a, a wave of M&A activity? Uh, I, I think absolutely. Uh, to date, we haven't seen anything yet, uh, especially here in, in, in the UK and on uh, continental Europe. But I, but I think that this uh, event that we've experienced for the past few months will, will be the impetus to continue to see M&A activity and, and increased M&A activity uh, in the years coming coming forward. Um, I think what will happen here is that you're going to see a, a situation where the, the big get bigger 
So you've got these big, well-established companies, many of which have, have very strong brands, very strong products, consistent a consistent offering, a consistent service, a consistent design, and a design that appeals to the consumer today. I think you'll see those brands continue to grow and, and to be the acquirers. And I think the the, the, the players and, and the operators that are, uh, are smaller, maybe less uh, brand recognition, perhaps inconsistent product, inconsistent service will be more at, at risk in the foreseeable future. I think I think those brands and those operators will, will, will be under pressure now going forward in, in the, the upcoming years. I think you really have a situation where the big get bigger. Uh, you're going to have you're going to have the more owner operated, uh, maybe bespoke offerings that will that will be there and they'll have they'll have their niche. But I think there's a big group there in, in the middle that will that will get will get squeezed. And, and, and I think the, the, the backstory to that really is that for for the continued attraction of institutional capital, you do need the size. So you do need the big players to continue to scale and con- to, to continue to get bigger in order for them to continue to be able to attract that 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 type of capital. So the big get bigger. I think the bespoke guys do what they do and they do it very well. But I think unfortunately in the middle you're going to have a bit of of, of squeeze uh, effect. Yeah. Yeah. And looking at the bigger picture, what do you think will be the biggest changes to the funding landscape for for hospitality businesses arising from the crisis? Well, I think right right now, I think what what everyone is is, is facing is we're we're all in in, in wait and see mode. Um, I think the, the 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 lack of of, of data points uh, right now is impacting the ability for for any of us to do valuations on on any types of of assets or or, or, or companies. And I think it's just the the uncertainty in, in in the market. It's the government support, the artificial government support that that was certainly needed, uh, but that that that's there. That's supporting the market uh, is continuing to 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 have everyone in, in in a wait and see mode. I think once that goes away, then you'll start to see and you start to see transactions happening and you start to see valuations coming to to existence and be being done. Is that then at that point you'll start to see capital coming back and. I think the good news is that there is a, a, a wall of capital that, that that's there that's that's waiting to get invested in, into the sector. But I think for the time being, at least, we're in a we're in a wait and see mode until we can get some more data points about values and, and how that plays out. Um, and I, I really don't think that that happens in the short term. It'll happen in the longer term in the months going ahead. But I think that's the main thing. And then once you get that, then investors can start looking at capital structure and how to finance it. And how to take that forward? And for sure, you see equity playing a, a bigger part of the, the the financing capital structure. And uh, frankly, I think I think that the, the days of the, the the three to five year business plan are really out the window. I think it's more of a five to seven year to ten year business plan. I think uh, you know that 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 mentality of let's get in quick, turn it around, and let's get out is 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 is, is gradually and thankfully, I think going away. And it's more of a more fundamental. Um, uh, investment that's going to happen in the companies that that, that people do look at go, going forward. It'll be more of a, a buy and hold uh, mentality, even by investors that may have traditionally been a bit more short-term uh, orientated. Mm-hmm. And talking of timescales, what would be your best guess at the um, the length of time it will take for the immediate shock of the pandemic to be played out? Oh, I, I, I'd love to say it was third or fourth quarter of, of, of this year, but I, I really think that it's a, it's a, it's a 20 
21, 20, 22 uh, event or series of, of events. I think we just have too much artificial support by by governments across the world, uh, which was absolutely the, the, the correct thing for, for the governments to, to do at that point in time. I think it's going to take a while for that to, to be filtered out, uh, for that to go away. And I think that happens. That uh, support will gradually go away towards the end of this year. That's what, therefore, I think it's only until beginning of next year that you see real market dynamics at play and you start to see different stakeholders enforcing their rights. And then that's when you start to see a bit more movement and companies maybe looking to acquire or, or looking to be acquired by, 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 by someone else. Maybe then you start to see capital coming into the market once we start to see those types of transactions. So I just think it's a matter of the support that's been given to that to gradually go away and for uh, the real the real enforcement of, of rights to, to come into play. And that I think is a 2021, 2022 uh, event. But once that happens, as as I said before, I think there's a there's a wall of capital looking at this the, the sector, the the accommodation sector, and the service department, service living sector, and all its aspects. So long term, we're we're optimistic, but I think we have a, a bit more wait and see for for the foreseeable future. Thanks for listening to the Service Department News podcast. If you'd like to keep up to date with all the latest industry news, head over to servicedepartmentnews.com and sign up to our twice-weekly newsletter. Service Department News is part of the International Hospitality Media Portfolio. This November, IHM is launching the Urban Living Festival in London, welcoming urban innovators and investors at the cutting edge of contemporary hospitality and real estate. Don't miss out on a great opportunity to reconnect with your peers and investors face-to-face while helping to define where we stay, live and work. For more details, visit urbanlivingfestival.com.